0: hey guys gbc podcast number 16 i'm courtney weiss i'm
1: shane Blankenship.
0: okay we're gonna go deep today let's do it listen we have something for you it applies to what you were talking about on sunday Mm -hmm. but i'm going to talk about servant leading all right so can you break servant leading down for us, like how the Bible talks about it? You sort of did this on Sunday, mm-hmm. but the whole idea of like, hey, Jesus, do this for me because I did this for you. It killed me.
1: Yeah. So servant leadership or, or servant le- le- leading like a servant um, and then ultimately serving one another. So well, I guess we need to get down to that. Um, but let's talk about the servant leadership part first, because you brought that up first. Um, so that's definitely a. A trend or a craze or you know something like that. It's I mean it's been around probably for a decade, maybe even more than a decade now. Um, I could be wrong, but I feel like it you know it it ebbs and flows and gets popularity. Um, And it certainly has taken on a new form with culture um, and well with industry and within culture that kind of thing. um, Corporation, corporate world, um, and take it and run it. And I think it's a great idea, but I think it does get twisted if we lose. Um, if we lose sight of where it comes from. And and I guess I could be even wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure the first book that was called Servant Leader or Servant Leadership um, was from a Christian who was writing about Jesus and that he is ultimately the servant leader Um, because you can't lead better than Jesus. He's Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you look at an example, he serves right um,
0: even even thinking about him washing the disciples feet you know i'm just yeah. thinking like just that is the very like picture in my mind of serving but i think that when businesses or people apply it to like their business model to get ahead you said it on sunday like how can i use you to get ahead yeah. that's not servant leading right no
1: that's exactly no no that's 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 using one another or extortion or you know whatever. it's like if i'm doing something for you and ultimately I'm doing that to get something in return, even if I don't know what the something is. But I know that I'm going to use this to exchange it for another act of service, or a position, or money, or whatever it is. Later on down the road, I'm not serving you. I'm I'm I'm, I'm either putting a down payment on something later, or maybe in some way I'm ex- extorting you. You know, to get something out of you later.
0: Well, and it's hard, Shane, because like the fleshy part of us is like, well i just gave you all my um creativity um, all my time that i don't have or you know whatever we've yeah. talked about this before whatever you deem as very very expensive or close to your heart mm-hmm. and sometimes like even if you do do it for god mm-hmm. it, you you've told yourself you're doing you're doing it for god it still feels like you got gypped because you may not have gotten credit for it yep. you didn't get money for it you're not going to get that time back yep. and so i have to ask like where is the fine line between giving it all you got because that's something that god gave you mm-hmm. to give i guess you just give it all you got and you don't worry about the credit
1: no so i think there's two things there so one um kind of that concept of serving one another and what it means in the first place so here's two things about it okay. jesus says the greatest commandment um when he was asked by a pharisee what's the greatest commandment um he says love the lord your god with all your heart mind soul and strength this right. is the first and greatest commandment and and, and the guy who asked him that setting them up anyways, but completely agreed, couldn't argue it. Like, yes, okay, that's the greatest commandment. Jesus says, and the second is equal to it on the same level, same playing field. It's not second to it. It is equal to it. And that is love, love your neighbor me. as yourself. How do we love one another? Well, we love one another through acts of service. And that's not the only time that Jesus talks about it. He talks about it all the time and sets that example of what it looks like to serve one another. So he calls his disciples, the foot washing thing that you just brought up. I've done this for you, now you gotta do it for one another. This isn't an option. You have to do this for one another. This is what I'm calling you to, to serve one another. So I think that maybe part of that, hey, I'm giving it all out and I'm just not supposed to expect anything in return. Well, I think there's one thing that you should expect in return. If you are serving me, you should expect me to serve you if I belong to God. Because that, that's what we're called to. And I wonder if some, some of the frustration is that we're not being served, and we're only serving, mm-hmm. um, and so, but but if it's working like it's supposed to, if if followers of Jesus are being faithful, all followers of Jesus are being faithful. Nobody gets left out. Like you don't have to hold anything for yourself. You don't have to get anything because you, you're not getting left out. Everyone is serving one another.
0: Well, and what just popped into my mind is like ye of little faith. Like, God, like God's like, Courtney or Shane, I gave you this gift. You are supposed to give it and make it overflow into everybody else's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, just wait. Yeah. Just wait a minute. Yep. Chill out. You don't need to cash in all your chips right now. Right? Or is that the yeah. wrong phrase? Um. And, and I think you said it earlier. We don't Reap in the same, and you're going to say it better than me. Yeah. In the same season as we sow. So that's
1: right. Cause there's a, there's a season for sowing and there's a season for reaping. And, and so sowing, um, applies to everything. If sowing applies to service, then, you know, you shouldn't necessarily expect to reap whatever fruit you're going to reap from that, you know, that act of service in that exact moment or right after the moment happens because you sowed in one season and you'll reap in another. And oftentimes I feel like we have no idea what that fruit is going to look like. <laughs> Do you know? Yes. Like we should know. Like if I plant a watermelon yeah. seed, um, I'm <laughs> gonna get a like watermelon. A watermelon. Like I, I know that. Um, but the size of the watermelon, how big it is, you know, is it is it you know is it perfectly round? Is it a lo- what color is gonna be? So it's a, the a surprise. I mean, yeah, like, we're, we're not gonna know exactly what it's gonna look like. Um, Even though we know generally what it will be, so I think that's important to 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 keep in mind. You know, just as an illustration, Um, and I don't want to rehash the story I shared on Sunday about Tony Campolo and the three little girls that were prostitutes that he paid for the night in order to, you know, bless them, to serve them, in order to let them be little girls again and watch Disney movies (laughs) and eat ice cream. Um, It's a powerful, it's a powerful concept and a powerful story. But the, you know, one of the points or the main point, I guess, of that story was Tony being upset in the end going, what have I done? Mm -hmm. Like, this is just one night. What difference does it make? Because they'll be back out on the streets selling their bodies, selling their dignity to dirty men who are willing to give them $10 a night for it. And this was in Haiti. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he says, but then I felt the spirit of God speak to me and say, yeah, but for one night, Tony. You let them be little girls again for one night. You gave them their dignity for one night. And it's all these one night things to ultimately say, do you have any idea what I can do with one night? So that we have no idea what God is going to do and what He has done now, because this happened probably thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. What God did with one that one night.
0: Well, that's a really good like one liner to keep in your mind if you are feeling like you um, are a servant leader and you've you've given something all you've got and you've received nothing in return is to kind of say. You know, but what could God do with with mm-hmm. one night? What could God do with all the service that I've just given? What could God do with all the time or the money or whatever it is that's expensive to you that you feel like you want in return? What what could God do with that? And then you you kind of just get really humbled by it. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I know, and like I said, that you little faith, you just have to always believe that god's got everything under control and sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that and we're not the only ones because back to the scripture you know the the disciples they said hey what can you give me we gave you yeah i that's mean right. it's like it's not so crazy that you're human we're all human, yeah is what i'm trying to say
1: yeah so um the messages past week that was one of the, the things that we talked about and I, and I was, I'm, I'm careful to say I'm just making an observation. I don't want to try to read something into the text, but it's a story where James and John, they come to Jesus and they say, hey, we want you to do something for us, whatever we ask. And they, they you know, they preface it, they set it up as, I want you to say yes to this before I even ask you. This. Such a, when you um, said,
0: "Do your kids ever do that?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs>
1: absolutely. If they, if you know, if your kids or and someone who's asking for something believe that there's a possibility of a no, and they really want it, they're going to go ahead. You know, they set it up so that hopefully you will say yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. And what they ask for is a position to his left and to his right. Mm-hmm. Um, they want positions of authority and power and favor and influence in the kingdom of God because they have in mind what this kingdom is going to look like. Once they get to Jerusalem, they have like they totally missed that Jesus says I'm gonna get crucified and I'm gonna die and I'm gonna raise again. They have some sort of like he's about to become the king. He's about to he's about to use kind of military force, if you will, and put everything back into order. And they want to be there. They want they want seats to his left and right. So all right, that's the setup. Um, What they're asking for causes all the other disciples to be indignant with them, and there's got to be a reason. And so one of the observations that I was making was just simply. These are two of the first, you know, three, four disciples that followed Jesus. There's Peter and Andrew, their brothers, or Simon and Andrew, the and then and James and John, their brothers. And those are the first disciples that Jesus called to follow him. So they were, the, you know, they were the originals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, on top of that, look at what they walked away from to follow Jesus. They walked away from a...
0: Like
1: stability. Stability? The fish, the fishing industry? I mean, they were fishermen. Their father were, they were successful fishermen. Mm -hmm. So they're walking away from successful, like, industry, money, income for their families. To walk away from it literally and follow Jesus, like that's what they do. Um, and so I kind of wonder if a little bit of that is, "Hey Jesus, we want you to do something for us because
0: we walked away from all this." I get that.
1: Exactly. Like, doesn't get that. I gave up everything to follow you, so I mean, I'm sorry. You do this for I us, but, you know? I, <laughs> I, um, I've walked away from everything, and you know, you called, and we've been here with you since the beginning. Mm-hmm. So this is what we want from you. Yeah. Um, and I that's Back you
0: up. You back me up.
1: Yeah, again, I don't know if that's going on. That's just an observation that I'm making, um, but I can certainly see it in my life. Um, and I think if we're all honest, we can all see it in our lives, whether, whether that's happened to us or what we've done to somebody else. And we had that expectation of, well, I did something from you, but now we we'll to cash it in.
0: Well, a couple of things to keep in mind, right, is to, when we come to the Father, is to make sure that we are trying to ask for whatever it is, um, it, it that's in his will, because as we've just talked about, like our will and what we want may be completely different than what he wants and to always like, keep it in our mind. Like what could God do with one night? Like what you were just saying, what could God do with... You know, the service that we provided in this particular situation and just keep pointing it back mm. to, like, what could God do with this? Like mm-hmm. something amazing. And then the third thing is that it's not going to happen tomorrow, right? It might be like, like right. 10 years. And for those of us that are sort of like, well, everybody is because we get things so fast, you know, yep. on Amazon. <laughs> yep. You know, that it might not be in the same season or seasons, and that's sometimes... Hard to swallow.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, the, I think that's the law of the harvest, the law of sowing and reaping. That um, again, it may be about vegetables and fruit, but ultimately it's about life. And you don't plant corn and harvest corn in the same season. There's months in between. There's a process that it has to go through. There's mm-hmm. development that it has to go through. Um, and so sometimes I feel like we start off on the wrong foot, even with God, when we are asking for something or giving to something or sowing something and expecting the next day or the next couple of days or okay god it's been a couple weeks you know i've been doing you know to to reap fruit from that to reap the whatever the harvest is going to be from that um and we so we've already started off on the wrong foot because we're we are expecting something something from from something uh, and we're expecting it in the same season, and God's already said it doesn't work that way.
0: Well, I'm really glad that we talked about servant leading today because I think it's a really popular term, Shane, right mm-hmm. now. And um, I, I want to make sure that people understand what Jesus says yes. servant leading is. And we can try to leave like the business models and the secular version over here, but I think knowing the difference is super important.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, guys, have a great day.
1: Thanks. Thanks.